We're going to take a closer look at five and two and talk about things we expected and some things we didn't. We'll do it today here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. going on good people welcome to another edition of the locked on jaguars podcast i am the host of the locked on jaguars podcast tony wiggins we like to say it's your team every day and we thank you for making us your first listen a quick reminder if you're on youtube watching this podcast cool if you haven't subscribed not cool subscribe hit that like button and make sure you hit the bell so you can get notifications each and every time we're about to or have dropped an episode and if you listen to podcasts while you're driving around in your car, wherever that is, make sure that you tap in every single day so that you don't miss an episode. Today's show sponsored by FanDuel, sports book, official sports book of Locked On. Make sure every moment more, make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash Locked On to get started. And a quick shout out to the everydayers for joining us every day. We appreciate you. That's why we call you everydayers. And you can be an everydayer too if you join every day. How about that? All right. So here's what we're going to get to today. We're going to take a closer look at five and two and examine all five and twos aren't the same. And we'll talk about the Jaguars' unique five and two. And one that I think I'm pretty, pretty happy with, even though it's a little bit unexpected. Speaking of unexpected, we're going to talk about things we expected. Stuff that is verified. If you go to your platform, wherever you listen to podcasts, just go back, look at the title, and I will tell you exactly what I said in the offseason, even before training camp. And we'll talk about it today briefly. We'll go over some of the things that we said, and you can verify and check. Shout out to Verify, by the way. Um, And then the unexpected surprises, like things that we expected, good and bad, and unexpected surprises, both good and bad. We're going to start right now. We're taking a closer look at five and two. It's about where a lot of people, even the most optimistic folks, had the Jaguars being. If you double this up, they're 12 and four. With one more game, let's just say they win it. That's 13 and four. I had them at 14 and three. So it's not, it's not out of the realm that they still get close enough to that. It's not out of the realm that they actually go 14 and three. Um, it's not quite how we thought it was going to get here. You know, I, I had them, I think it was a game, I believe I had them like either Carolina, I ain't going to lose Carolina, but I think it was Cleveland. It was one of those games that I said, it feels like a formula game that will happen later on, the year, later on in the year that they would not win or whatever. Well, they had that already, and that's Houston. In fact, it's the second year in a row Houston has come in here and beat the Jaguars. Last year, we thought it was a fluke, and they proved it was. This year, that's going to be a hard game. That's a hard out. Those dudes know how to play, and they got a quarterback that can spin it. So, haven't quite gotten here the way that we thought. And even if you take away the win-loss part of it, a win-loss aspect, the team hasn't really looked like we thought it was going to look. This team has looked, at times, they've looked like the Baltimore Ravens from the 2000s. At times, that they they really looked like a team that was more dependent on its defense. And, and that's something that we've said. By the way, shout out to Richard Sherman, soon-to-be Hall of Famer Richard Sherman. He tweeted, we were going back and forth because I disagree with the fact that he said that Trevor Lawrence did not look the part or something like that. And I was like, he's been fantastic outside of two games. 
we went back and forth a little bit. It ended respectfully. Of course, Jaguar fans jumped all over the dude and told me there's no ball. And I don't know how y'all get the nerve sometimes to say a, a dude that's a first battle Hall of Famer doesn't know ball, man. And then people bringing up all of this other stuff, the personal issues. I, I'm not that type of guy. And, you know, I kind of wish – I can't tell people how to tweet, but I kind of wish people didn't do that. But anyway, but anywho, to the point – I don't dismiss people's entire point. The entire point is, is coming into this year, no one, no Jaguar fan thought that uh, after seven games and a five and two record, that the thing that we'd be saying was the reason why they were five and two was the defense. Nobody thought that, but then it's also not, you know, you know, it's not a binary issue. You can't, you can say that, but also can say, if you've watched the games, Trevor has played well. For the most part, he has. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes hasn't played well every single game. So if this is a case where guys are wanting to, they want Trevor Lawrence to play well like every single game, like you, he can't screw up. It's like every single game that he comes out here, he has to play well. Or, because even Sherman pointed out when he was tweeting, he said, Houston, Kansas City. And I'm thinking like, okay, they, they're four and two. At that point, they were four and two. Okay, they got four other games. Jack, how many games have we seen Mahomes screw up this year, right? Has Tua been great every game? No, I don't think so. What about Justin Herbert? You see my point? I think sometimes we move the goalposts when we talk about whether or not somebody's arrived or not or whether they've done it. So I'm not the one, you know, and Sherman said when I used the word fantastic that, that it was overblown. I'm thinking that they were a little bit overblown, right? Some of the comments that I'm hearing from national people is a little bit overblown when they say he hasn't lived up to the part. What are you talking about? He's not even somebody the Jaguars are considering. The Jaguars are going to give him a contract extension. Yeah. And you almost have to understand what it is that he's had to fight through. You know, if you statistically look at it, and I'm not even talking about just watching film. I'm talking about knowing the team, knowing the situation. It's like looking at a film or a tape of somebody and not knowing what the coach asked them to do. You can't determine if the player, you can't determine if the player is doing something that he's supposed to do or not supposed to do when you don't know what the coach asked him to do. Now, we assume that most of the time we kind of do know what the coach is asking to do, but we don't know if the coach is a good teacher and we don't know what the coach allows to happen. So the thing is, is even with a guy like Trevor Lawrence, and this isn't a coach's issue. We don't know what the temperature in the room is. We don't, without really understanding the health or the non-health of the offensive line, or uh, what what they were actually trying to accomplish at that point in time, or whether or not it was a play calling issue. You know, looking at the drops in the game. Sometimes you just don't know. So that's why we're going to take a closer look. Uh, but we're going to admit that none of us expected. None of us expected the Jaguars to be a team that we sit here and focus on the fact that their defense is what has them or what has been carrying them for the most part. And all Jaguar fans, every Jaguar fan I've seen has said that. So I don't want to sit here and think like, well, you know, all Jaguar fans don't think the same. When I say stuff like this, I'm talking about for the most part, the feeling that I have, we recorded a little bit late today. The feeling that I have is that most people believe like, thank God for the defense, right? Something I want to examine when I talk about things we expected. We're going to talk about Josh Allen, Um, the defense being more active. That's something that we all expected, but it was a team perspective. 
And I really want people to examine when they think about Josh Allen and they say stuff like, Josh is great. We need to resign him. We need to resign him. And then in the next breath, they say, we need to go get Daniel Hunter and Pat. How many teams outside of maybe the Chargers, how many teams have two guys on their team that you consider like alpha pass rushers? Like watch that dude on that side. You can say Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence maybe. But how many teams have two guys that people think are like those max pay defensive ends? So if Josh Allen is what you think he is, why, why, why is everybody wanting Daniel Hunter? Why? You should want complimentary players on the other side. And this ain't about Trayvon, so I don't want to hear everybody talk about Trayvon. Trayvon has more sa- the same amount of sacks right now than he did after 17 weeks last year, right? I, I'm, I'm just curious. I just really want to know. I really want people to answer that for me because, and this is not bash Josh. Josh Allen has been really, really good, and we're going to talk about that. But it's something to examine here when we talk about things that we expected and things we did not expect. We'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. I have to first let you know about our partners at eBay. They have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. All right, the Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson will come off a bye and build on his momentum with the improve Zach Wilson to have a big game against the Giants in week eight. Start spreading the news in this New York, New York battle. The Giants secondary cannot cover him well, and it has already given up big games to Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs. Garrett Wilson is a great talent, and the Jets are now back to using him as a dominant number one, so look for him to keep coming through with his best all-around game yet in fantasy 2023. Vinny Iyer from our Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I'm going to tell you right now, man, they got what you need. Got my daughter's brakes right when she was taking a long trip, and I couldn't be happier. Keep your ride or die live at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. And you guys, if it doesn't fly, or if it doesn't apply, let it fly. But it applies today. Because we're talking about the Jaguars here on the Locked on Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen. All right, we ended the segment talking about surprises and not surprises. So things we're surprised about. I'm a little bit surprised that Josh Allen has the numbers that he has right now. I am not surprised that folks still think they need an edge rusher. And good for good for Jaguar fans that really, really know that you can never have too much pass rush, right? I think overall, and this is the one thing, when you look at the Jaguars defense, you go, man, they see, this is the this is the quandary that we're in right now, right? Is it really as good or bad as we think? And this is why we take closer looks here. I just spent the entire first segment saying that most people are saying that the Jaguars, and one of, this is one of the surprises that the team after 
seven games and they're five and two that most people believe that the Jaguars defense is covering the team or, or, or carrying the team, right? Just I just spent the first segment saying that. Coming into the season, the thing that, or, or in the offseason, the thing that Doug Peterson said they needed the most was pass rush. Correct. Do they have a great pass rush? Not really. But when we get to segment two, and the first thing we want to do is we want to mention how well Josh Allen has played. Okay, cool. That fits with the first segment because Josh Allen has played well and the defense has led the team for the most part to a five and two record. And then you ask yourself, what's the biggest thing that they need on defense? You go pass rush. So it could be two things. It could be the fact that you always need more pass rush, or it could be that we're just as confused by ourselves as anything, because if Josh Allen is playing well, pass rush is what they needed. The defense is carrying the team. Why do they need pass rush? And the thing is, is that folks never, ever, ever talk about the type of pass rush that could just give you a little bit of a boost, like trade for a decent player who's not a great player, but he's not a terrible player either. But if used in small spurts, he'd be really, really good for your team, right? But those guys don't happen to hit the market because it seems like those guys are playing for teams that are still contenders and they don't make a lot of money and the teams are getting the production out of them that matches their salary. The only thing left is to look at guys that are making a lot of money, that have a lot of value to their ball clubs, but their clubs are really in that area where if that guy's 26, 27, if their club is thinking, okay, we better retool this thing for the next three or four years. So we don't need to pay him a whole bunch of money because he's going to be 30 by the time we get good. Let's just go ahead and move on and just get some more parts. The problem with those guys is they all cost a lot and they're going to cost a lot. And what I mean is I'm not talking about what you got to pay them if you re-sign them. I'm talking about what you have to pay them because you're going to have to re-sign them because you're not going to give up the compensation that they want just to have him for the next 10 games. That's the game. So expected things is that people would still be talking about pass rush and people would still be a little bit unreasonable in their approach to how they want to acquire it, right? Tell you something else I expected. I expected Travis Etienne to play like an absolute monster, and that is exactly what he has done this year. And I am on record, you can check it out, that I said that Etienne was going to bust out and play extremely, extremely well. This is exactly what he has done. Exactly what he has done. Things I did not expect. I did not expect Calvin Ridley to be a week-to-week, up-and-down, wondering what's going on. I thought Calvin Ridley would – I thought Calvin Ridley catch 100 balls this year, and I don't think that's going to happen. Now I don't. I don't. And I – and really, Doug Peterson said the other day that, you know, it was a little bit of a bracket – so I saw some interesting last night with Tyreek Hill, and I and I don't want to compare anybody to Tyreek Hill, but I will compare uh, perceived number one top ten wide receiver in the league to one of the top receivers in football that we've ever seen in Tyreek Hill, because it is competition. You're gonna to have to play against the same people that you talk about. So eventually, we talked about Calvin Ridley last week receiving a little bit of a bracket coverage, and Doug Peterson basically confirmed that. By coming out Friday morning, you know, they got a guy in front of him, a guy on top of him, so they kind of stacked him to take away. And then I saw Tyreek Hill last night against the Eagles get bracket coverage, and he ran right through it. So either 
we need to call plays that allow him to run right through it once he recognizes it. Or maybe he's a number two on a team that can win a championship. I'm not giving up on him, but I'm just saying at some point we have to start taking a look at stuff like that. When he did all of his, with his work, he was number two in Atlanta with Julio Jones, right? Have we elevated him too quick? I'm not going to give up on him so fast. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to be patient. The question is, is how much do you give a guy like that in free agency? Because the draft compensation is what it is. I think he's going to hit or exceed all of those benchmarks that's going to allow Atlanta to get the highest pick, which is a second-round pick. So I'm just sitting here wondering, what do you do? What do you do in free agency? I'm going to talk about some unexpected surprises in a good way in segment three. And then we're going to tie all of this thing up. And one of those unexpected surprises is who I think might be the best player performance-wise on the defense this year. Do all that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. Before I do that, I want to tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel is the absolute truth. You need to snap into the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, y'all. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, man, running it down here on Locked On Jaguars. They had a, It feels like they had a week off. They didn't. And I was testing out a, uh, a graphic the other day, and I said it was a bye week graphic, and it wasn't what, a bye week. They played Thursday. They just played early. And there's one thing about having a real good football team or a football team that is in contention when they used to not play it was a little bit different when they didn't play on Sunday, but it took it gave you a chance to really enjoy the rest of the games. And as much as I look forward to the Eagles and the Dolphins play, I didn't really enjoy Sunday football without the Jaguars because they have been must-see TV. One of the reasons is because they kept you on the edge of your seat every single game. We talked about the defense and the offense kind of going back and forth and not really playing the cleanest game uh, that they can. And then the variance that they play, they've hit like, the point where they do stuff that's like on a scale of one to a hundred, they do a hundred and then they do stuff like on a 30. So there's just not only the up and down and the inconsistency, but there's just the wide range of how good and how bad they look. And then the amount of stretches that they can go through. It's not like a drive here and a drive there. No, it's like three or four drives in a row. They just, they look like the worst team on earth. And then all of a sudden for the next three or four drives, they look like a team that's going to win the Super Bowl. So, Closing the gap for that is going to help. But some unexpected surprises this year. I talked about who I think has been the best player, not talent-wise, but performance-wise on the field. To me, we talked about Josh Allen in the in the first segment. Josh has, two, has had uh, maybe three really, really good games out of the seven. I'm not saying he's ever played poorly in any of them. Maybe Houston game, everybody played poorly. But I think he's been good, but to me, it's Darius Williams. And I'm not saying that because it's hyperbole. I'm not saying that because it's a, it's a, because it's a surprise, even though we're talking about surprises. I'm saying that he's the biggest surprise. Not that I didn't think he was going to be solid because I did, but he has been better than solid. He has put up pro bowl material or all pro sort of level 
stuff here and you got to pay attention to it. And that doesn't mean that before he got hurt that Tyson Campbell wasn't being who Tyson Campbell is supposed to be. He has been. We looked up, folks, and the Jaguar secondary is, is pretty good when it comes to guys who can make plays. Rayshon Jenkins has made plays, got interceptions. Um, of course, we know Andre Sisco was doing his thing. I hope he, you know, is okay injury-wise. Tyson Campbell was playing well before he got banged up and then Darius Williams. It's almost as, as if when you look at those top four guys and now you've seen what Monteric Brown can do, Buster, and, and Trey Herndon has played better than I thought he was ever capable of playing of. And, of course, you still have the Dewey wing guards and Antonio Johnsons uh, that can give some time. The Jaguars' secondary is pretty dang on good. They are pretty dang on good. Pretty dang on good. And I'll give them um, kudos for that. Unexpected surprises, Devin Lloyd has taken that next step. Devin Lloyd uh, looks like a guy. It happened with him and Quay Walker, who and they were both picked around the same time. But Quay Walker's had the same impact with the Green Bay Packers in year two. And Devin Lloyd has done the same thing. He has now done what everybody thought he was going to be able to do, and that's get his hands on a lot of loose balls, be very active, make and not miss tackles. Just be all over the field. It looks like he's playing with the navigation system. And I saw somebody else say it looks like the game has slowed down for him. So that's been an unexpected surprise also. Um, another unexpected surprise is the defensive interior. With Devon Hamilton being out, those dudes have been showing up, man. They just – all of them, all of them. All of them, including a big surprise um, the other day. First came back for Dewan Smoot. Oh, yeah, you thought they were going to just smooth him on in, huh? No, Dewan Smoot was out there playing, and he was out there. He was into it. Man, he was all over the place. You hear me? Dewan Smoot was really, really uh, making plays, and they, they didn't roll. They didn't. It wasn't a slow roll, that's for sure. They put him out there, man, and had him absolutely into the mix doing a lot of things. So um, Angelo Blackson, who backs up Roy Robinson Harris, has played well when, when I've seen him. He's played a lot. And so has Adam Gosses and Tyler Lacey. And, of course, we know about Folaronzo Fadakazi and Jeremiah Ledbetter. But as a collective, without the best interior player on the team, who's on his way back, apparently, he may play this weekend, Devon Hamilton, they have been really, really good at times. Now, I think when Hamilton comes back, they're actually going to get more pass rush in the interior. Uh, but that, that's that been uh, an unexpected surprise. Another unexpected surprise is the lack of reps for Yasir Abdullah. I thought that based on what we saw in the preseason that they give him a chance. I do think he'd get more reps if the Jaguars handle their business and stop. They get off to faster starts and, and, and maintain stuff. And then I think you see Yasir be able to get in and make a, a little bit of an impact based on what we saw uh, in the preseason and what we thought uh, they were going to do in terms of their um, the way that they used them. Unexpected surprise is the couple of times that um, Jamal Agnew has, has put the ball on the ground. I really thought he was going to be sort of in redemption mode this year. Um, hasn't really happened. Had a nice play the other day. Uh, I'm going to keep getting him chances, though, because I think he's a really, really good kid. Um, another uh, unexpected surprise is uh, the emergence of Luke Farrell, even though he hadn't caught a lot of passes. He's shown himself to be a, a guy, a nice guy in that rotation uh, for the tight ends to, to still be the starter in the two tight end sets, I think is pretty, pretty good uh, for him. 
Um, another unexpected surprise is how much they miss Zay Jones, uh, even with and, – and that's probably that way because I thought with Calvin Ridley, they could – with Zay Jones, they could afford to miss Zay a little bit. And remember in the preseason we kept talking about all of those, how the wide receiver room was so good. They miss Zay Jones, and then you don't really see another guy come up and emerge. They're still going heavy to, to Kirk, and they're using uh, Melvin Ingram. So, um, yeah, that's that's a little bit of a concern. But all in all, we're nitpicking when we talk about the things that we're surprised about because they're five and two. They haven't really they haven't really played as fluent offensively. And I think overall, that's the biggest surprise. The biggest surprise has been the inconsistency of the offense, because remember, Doug and Trevor, that's that's the main part of this this optimism. Right. And um they haven't played poorly. Doug hasn't called poor games. I just think we thought that thing was going to be Miami Dolphin, you know, smooth. And maybe it's just not. Maybe, you know, that's just not who they are. Maybe that's just not who they are. But uh, kudos right now. I don't like giving out midseason awards when it's not midseason. Uh, but you can probably tell in my voice that Darius Williams and Travis Etienne are the two guys that I'm most, most thrilled with this season all right man so we're gonna keep looking at it this week and we're not gonna treat it like an off week because the jaguars are getting ready for the pittsburgh steelers uh tough little game tough little game not necessarily the um if you listen to the narratives about pittsburgh folks will sit here and tell you that uh you know it sounds like they're not really really good right they can they can do some things and they got some people that can do some things and you just got to watch them. Quick news from an injury and a team moves uh, point. The Jaguars sent out information a little while ago that they placed cornerback Greg Jr. on the reserve injured designated for return list. Uh, he was injured September 16th. In addition to, there's a Henry Mondo signing. This team has re-signed Henry Mondo to the practice squad and they released defensive lineman Ross Blacklock from the practice squad huh so ross black that's not angelo blackson that's ross blacklock uh, mondo spent the entire preseason with the jaguars he was a surprise cut for me but now this is what you do you bring a guy back back to the practice squad and see what he can do for you you guys make sure you take care of each other while we get ready for the pittsburgh steelers and remember the jags are five and two is a lot more things to be optimistic about than to not be Until next time, you guys, we'll see you here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast. We're at your team every day, and as always, we thank you for listening.